With the last of my strength, I pull something deep inside. What are you doing? Is, is that... Macy Childers. I tell people I make audio documentaries. It's not my living though. Actually, it costs me money. I work retail to pay for it and sniff around for the scant scent of funding. My sound guy had gotten wind of a story, an internet legend, Professor Grinko. Thousands had heard his manic scratchy transmissions broadcast from deep within Chernobyl. He'd been dismissed as an urban legend, a fake, but I dug deeper and was convinced he was real. Insane, but real. I struck up a correspondence with someone who'd already written about him, knew him even, Dr. Haviland, out of Oxford. He was planning on tracking him down. I suggested tagging along and didn't take no for an answer. So the three of us ended up driving a beat-up Volkswagen through the long highways of the Ukraine. And with the right paperwork and bribes to the right officials, we were past the checkpoint and on our way to the irradiated heart of the former Soviet Union. How's the sound, James? Not happy with it, but workable. So, we're past the checkpoint, thanks in no small part to Dr. Havilland's fluent Russian. Really workmanlike, I assure you. You know, I expected them to have AK-47s. With the classic wooden sock? Only the Mujahideen use them these days. Somewhat ironic. What were the guards laughing about? They emphasise the importance of burning our clothes on our return and we need to be thoroughly scrubbed. They, um, offered us the use of their hose. I see. They were looking at me when they said that, weren't they? Afraid so. So what did you say that changed the tone so much? They were looking pretty pale as we passed. I told them we were going to the more Derevia forest. Most of the army personnel around here come from small villages and tend to be superstitious. And they believe it's haunted? Yes. What do you believe? I believe a tragedy has created an opportunity for great research. Nothing more. You should get your camera ready. There's a wonderful view coming up. It was late afternoon by the time we passed the Pilia. At the crest of a hill we could see the sun setting on Chernobyl. The sky seemed aflame with golds and reds, an effect of the lingering radiation, they say. You could look around at the forests and meadows and streams and think there was nothing wrong here at all. I said as much to Dr. Haviland. He told me appearances could be deceptive and pulled over. He walked us a little way into the surrounding woods. What do you hear? I don't know. What am I listening for? Sparrows, blue tits, owls, perhaps the scurry of a fox or a badger. This is dense woodland ruin. There's nothing. Exactly. If you dig down a little, you'll find the earth here is sick, dying. We pressed on till we reached the town. A pal fell over our car ride, 
caused by the spectacle of rusting playgrounds, crumbling tenement blocks, the long grass chewing up the pavements. You couldn't escape the realisation how fragile a town is, a home is, when the people are all gone. The Hotel Piripat is near the town centre. Our room has a distinct Soviet feel. Starched white linen, simple wooden beds with stiff spring mattresses. It's clean though, stayed in worst. I doubt the staff gets the chance to get complacent. They're relieved every 15 days with new staff. No one's supposed to stay here longer than two weeks at a time. Too dangerous for their health. The man we've come here to meet has been here five years. How's the sound? It's, it's okay, there's a buzz. The fridge? I think it's Khrushchev era. It's the, it's the ventilation, the walls are paper thin. Is it going to be a problem? Mm, no, the radio should come through just fine. The grocery store was just closing. All I could get were potato chips and vodka. Mixer? Just soda water. We'll have to do. Nastrovia. Nastrovia! Not started yet? No, it should start soon though. I'm pretty pumped to record it live. I've only heard him on the internet. I understand why they've gone to detention, but you should really read his thesis. That's where the real problem It's starting. This is Professor Grinko. Yesterday I watched a fox die. She had the mange and was delirious. I followed her for hours as she staggered through the brush. She came to a meadow and lay down, breathing labored, tongue lolling. I approached and looked into her eyes. I thought I saw a sense of acceptance. Maybe that came from me. Come morning, she was gone. The small-minded say this place is riven with death, sickness, radiation from an accident, like an oil tanker on the ground, or a glass of Merlot spilled onto a white rug. But step off this world and you would be bombarded by radiation from a billion sources. Radiation is the dye of the fabric of space. Our ozone layer coddles us allows preening peacocks with a phalanx of gouty feathers to thrive. But here, in the woods of Chernobyl, we see a brief window of how life should be, must be, raw, basic. The fox had evolved with numerous redundancies, flaws. Now she is dead, but the worms shall have use of her. The Worm King. What are your thoughts, Doctor? I don't believe he's well, and I'm not comfortable with the theatrics of these transmissions. I doubt he's where he's all over the internet. It has made him somewhat of a legend, though. The meme is more accurate. You knew him before he came here. Knew is too strong. We had a sporadic correspondence and met twice at conferences. He was, is. A brilliant biologist. Influenced my work a great deal. He stayed in Chernobyl a long time now. Could he be suffering from brain damage? Background radiation has not been known to cause mental illness. So then what could explain his behaviour? I don't know. 
have to find out. In the morning, we made the short drive to the forest, Mordorevyev, the Sea of Trees, just outside of Sepilia. Chernobyl has its share of urban legends, but this forest stands apart. Animal and insect life here seems especially sparse, yet strangely vegetation is abundant. Most troubling is that to date, three people have committed suicide here. Two town residents and an army guard. The locals claim it's haunted, that the spirits of those killed in the reactor explosion of 1983 are somehow trapped here, blindly clawing at any life misfortunate to pass. Do you know why the professor would be out here? Five years ago, we began a broad biological census of the entire area. Produced some fascinating papers on the long-term effects of radiation on the life cycles of flora and fauna, but it began to narrow his studies to this forest. Over time, his papers became unsound. Supposedly, he lives here now. The ground feels strange. Yeah, soft, like marshland. Over there. You see that spider web? Beautiful. You notice it's not quite even. Like the spider became confused halfway through. Yes, the spirals. You'll find that all over. It's imagery of nature distorted, corrupted. What's up with the mushrooms? I've never seen them that colour. I wouldn't recommend eating them. They're the most radioactive thing here. Why is that, Doctor? It's the soil. It's been shown to retain radiation far longer than other organic matter. Anything that grows out of it, well. We searched for hours and were about to give up when James caught a glimpse of something between a group of cedars. Professor Grinko's lab was a rusted out trailer marooned in a deathly silent clearing. With a couple of diesel generators hooked up and a line of light bulbs ringing the whole site, by the door was a lawn chair and a little mound of cigarette butts. Inside was a surprisingly orderly lab, jerry-rigged, but of a rigorous standard. At the back was a chalkboard with a diagram scrawled on it. Carnivore, herbivore, flora, all inked with arrows to a fourth word, worm. He had a lot of those too. Clear box containers filled with soil and alive with soft white flesh, all wriggling and pulsating against the glass, leaving it glistening in their wake. What do you want? I am busy, man. You don't remember me, Professor. I was providing you with the supplemental research in your study of the Rocky Mountain locust. I don't care about any of that. All of my previous work is irrelevant. But the progress you were making... Irrelevant. All of that exists in the narrowest of frames now. Professor, could you tell us why this area is so vital to your research? It is all in my papers. I send each one to St. Petersburg University. They are not for laymen. For them, I try to make them understand over radio. Then can you say anything about the superstitious reputation of this wood? And if it played any role in the several suicides that- Ah, yes. Those. I observed them. You... you watched? And you didn't try to stop them? Interfere? Why? Can you tell us anything about the diagram that seems to take pride of place on the chalkboard? It is a cycle. The only real cycle of life. Animals eat other animals. Those animals eat plants. Plants eat the soil. 
Mighty Rome still needed maize, root vegetables, grazing herds. Without good soil there is not life. Ask the Easter Islanders, ask their stupid stone heads. When all is done, who should care about the broken pillars of men? But what must last? The soil. What makes the soil? Worms. They are foundation all else is built on. And the worms here are different? No. Closer to true self. The radiation strips away fineries. Most animals die, the worms thrive. They are pure of purpose. Others complex needlessly. They cannot survive. Take that guard walking around crying about his father. He could not. He put a rifle barrel in his mouth. Had the others not come for his body, the worms could have given it purpose, make soil much richer. He was just fulfilling their purpose, their instruction, you could say. That look, I horrify you. Life is horror, little girl. Professor, if I could perhaps review some of your casework. No! You have wasted enough time. Out! Out! We returned to the hotel, disappointed we'd learned so little. Haviland took a sample of some worms and soil from near Grinko's lab, still hoping to make sense of it all. How's it coming? They're remarkable. How so? If you look at the soil they've enriched. Jet black, nitrate level through the roof. This stuff is wildly fertile. We can see some of Grinko's fixation. This would be a boon to agriculture. You turn deserts into jungles. No wonder he threw us out. You think he's going for a, a patent? Does that work with insects? Over a particular genius, yes, in a way. I know it's work though, it's not really in his character. Besides, there's something else. Listen to this. Radiation. No, an electric field is not high. The worms are generating. Not only that, but humanely. The higher the population, the stronger the field. Why are they doing it? Well, I have no idea. An operation caused by mutation, perhaps? I just started to compile. Hmm. Tired? Just stress, I suppose. You and James make a good team. Thanks. You know, my daughter does a lot of the internet stuff. She keeps saying she wants to do her own YouTube show, but... I don't know, she's only six. Yeah, that's a little young. The internet's a dangerous place. Yes, that's exactly what I've been saying. It's difficult. Her mother and I separated, you see. My influence has waned, shall we say. It was never high to begin with. That must be hard. Yes. It's strange, isn't it? I felt like I'd built this life I'd wanted, then one day I'd get shut out of it. It was another man, you see. Maybe you should get an early night. You need sleep. No, no. Don't worry. Why don't you catch up with your sound, man? I just need to run a couple more cycles. Still some potato juice left. Do you want some? No. Vodka? Yeah, okay. What's eating you? I don't know. Havlin was in a bad place. Must be contagious. We're broke after this with the toothpaste gig falling through. We're going to have to cover all the studio time ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, looking that way. I can probably pick up some more shifts when we get back. Always uphill. It's always been a struggle. It's worthy, though. Then how come we didn't make the shortlist? 
We listened to all of those. They were garbage, crowd-pleasing fluff. I'm not here to make that stuff and neither are you. I know. And I know I shouldn't, but if we could just get a, a scrap of validation. I'm scared I'm going to look around one day and realise that I'm a joke just playing at journalism. This place has really got you, hasn't it? Oh, screw it. I'm going to bed. We are born to rot. When I first came to Chernobyl, I walked through the town. Through the rusted graveyard of a funfair. Concrete and gouting nonsense that someday shall crumble to nothing. It must. Nature needs rot. Rot is growth. When Iron Bingham found the lost city of Machu Picchu and wandered the streets, the first human feet they'd known in five centuries, he regarded the monolithic temple that cast the market square in shadow as the tombstone of a dead society. What will our tombstone be, I wonder? A mound of plastic. Sweetie wrappers and cigarette packs and condoms and fashion magazines. They defy the kiss of time. They flutter in the breeze and clog the arteries of the world. We are born to rot. We are meant for the soil, not for Maldahide and satellite boxes. We forget that. The worms will remind us. They call to us all. That night, a fever dream took hold. I walked out on the hotel balcony and saw the sea of trees was right there before me. There was a wind at play across the branches. It looked like waves as the leaves flowed in rhythm. In a clearing, I saw my mother beckoning me. Last time I saw her, she was laid out on a hospital bed, with tape over her eyes and stinking of iodine. But now she was happy and young, and how she was in the summers. I followed. She stayed just ahead, walking gaily in the flowery yellow dress I always picture her in. Professor's clearing. Now she was stood before me, but not as before. Now she was dead. Her skin was like wax, and her lips were taut around her teeth. There was nothing in her eyes. Whatever was her was gone, and all that was left was crude matter without warmth or purpose. Then we both laid down on the grass and we began to sink into the soil. It was peaceful and warm and complete. Then I was suffocating and come morning I found I'd wrapped the cheap sheets round me and binded them with cold sweat. Macy, where have you been? I've been calling you. What is it? Dr Haviland tried to hang himself. Oh my God, what happened? Oh, poor found him writhing round on his belt. We cut him down and he was raving, kept telling him to take the worms and flush him down the toilet. I did just to calm him. 
He's okay, I think. I just got him back from the hospital. Jesus, I should have stayed with him. He seemed in a really bad way last night. Why weren't you answering your phone? Must have slept right through. Worst night's sleep of my life. Nightmares? Yeah. Me too. I was taking a breather on the balcony when I had the commotion. We should get down there, see how he's doing. Doctor? I thought you were at the hospital. I discharged myself. How are you feeling? Better. Pounding headache, but that's a good sign, believe it or not. I still think we should take you... No. I'm okay now, all right? I've got bruising around my esophagus, but that's it. If I'd have managed to actually cut off my airway, we wouldn't be talking right now. Doctor... I don't need a hospital! I don't mean that. I mean, maybe you need to see a professional. Right away. I know I must have sounded last night, but that wasn't me. I wasn't fully in control of myself, but it's over now. I understand what happened. And what did happen? This is going to sound crazy, but my erratic behaviour was due to the prolonged exposure to the worms, or rather the electric field they generated. It was, it was affecting my mind. How is that possible? I'm not 100% sure, but I think prolonged exposure suppresses neurotransmitters, primary serotonin. You had a nosebleed last night, right? Yeah. The rapid decrease of serotonin, as well as blood clots, cause fatigue. Memory loss and severe depressive state. It does sound crazy, but yeah, we both had a pretty rough time of it last night. And now? Better. Like a fog's lifted. I would guess our serotonin levels are stabilising. You were with them all night. It must have been a damn sight rougher on you. Yes, it was... trying. So now we know why everything dies at the Sea of Trees. Animals become confused, tired, just lay down and die. Become an ample food source for the worms. That, that can't be deliberate. Random cause and effect. Apparent behaviour caused by mutation. We've seen it all over. Grinko, we have to warn him. He knows. What? There were some chemical formulas up on his board. Couldn't make sense of them until I analysed the electromagnetic signature of the field. He knows what they do. We almost lost it after one day. He's been there three years. How can he stand it? There's only one answer. He's utterly insane. I'm afraid so. I want to go back up there. What? Why? To confront him. Figure out his intentions. He needs to know that we know at least. Get him on the record. Well, okay, you're the boss. Doctor, I think it's best you stay here. You've had too much of a dose already. No, I have to see this through. And besides, I've got something that should help. We set out at first light. I'll never get used to the strange, lazy golds of the Chernobyl sunlight. No one spoke. Havilland had whipped up a brew from his chemistry set. A lot of syllables, but it was basically diluted methamphetamine. Hopefully it would be enough to travail the sea of trees. I can't believe we got back here. I thought we were wandering around those woods forever. I'd swear it's changed. Do you remember so many trees collapsed? No. Macy, your nose. Bleeding. Makes sense. Starting to feel it again. A sense of dread. Loss. We're lost! Macy! Why are you here? I told you before to leave. We know all about your little monsters. What was that little girl? The worms, Professor. I've isolated the field they generate. They decrease serotonin levels, don't they? Ha! <laughs> Simply chemical suppression. 
You're scratching the surface, doctor. Think beyond the paradigms of a biology masters. A single ant does not design a colony. A single bee does not scout the perfect location for the swarm. A single brain cell does not generate thought. What's he saying? A hive intelligence? That's science fiction, Professor. You've heard them. All of you. I can see it in your faces. They've spoken to you in dreams. Chemical imbalance. Your hypothesis is just wild conjecture. What are your intentions? You want this to spread, don't you? Want? Such a small mind. This is nature, the will of life. They're dangerous. People have died. What gives you the right? What gives you the right? You choke the world, the brief flesh of a species. You think you're entitled to turn the soil to sand, to break the cycle? This place has birthed something. An accident born of greed has ripped a ragged hole through the gentrified order. A new cycle will begin. A rebirth. Professor, where are you going? Can't you hear them? They're dreaming. Ravings. Nonsensical. What is he doing? He's just standing out there. The ground. It's moving. Undulating. They're under there, aren't there? Millions of them! He's sinking. Being swallowed up. He's just letting it happen. He's... He's gone. We should get out of here. There's nothing more we can do. I didn't think we'd make it. The urge to give up pounded through us. To just lay down. The forest seemed to writhe. Grow. Trees sagged and collapsed by us. For one last glance back, I saw Greenco's trailer sink below the waves of green and brown till only the aerial was visible. We staggered back and practically drove that clapped out Volkswagen to pieces. But we made it. The Hotel Pirapat. One last night. How are you both feeling? All right, considering. The fog's lifted. Could there be permanent... I mean, could we be... changed? I'm sorry. I just... I don't know. Was any of what he said real? And what was it that was growing beneath his trailer? When you encounter an unknown, don't lunge for the most extreme conclusion. Grinko obviously stopped being a scientist a long time ago. You think they could spread? No, I don't think so. Grinko himself said the radiation here is quite unique. This should be an isolated event. There's plenty more nuclear reactors around the world, Doctor. Plenty of nukes waiting in silos. Yes, I suppose. I expect now we know what inherits the Earth after the next world war. I don't want to think about any of this. I can't even tell if the fear I'm feeling is real or the worms whispering to me still. Yeah, it's probably best. But due at the airport first thing, I certainly won't be getting sleep tonight. Do I have a few smoke? Used to. I quit. Me too. Shop on the corner's still open. Let's do it. No more words. No words for this. Everything and nothing. Infinite starlight now on the darkling plain. Riven with unnamed light and sensations without limit. Shape without form. Shade without color. 
we are joined. Join us. 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 We are joined. Sound effects by James Wingfield. Sound effects and music produced by Dan Scout. For future episodes and more information, please visit our website, tubitproductions.com. The Whisper Through the Static.